Viewer discretion is advised. Our people didn't travel seas. Our people didn't freaking lurk, move to New Zealand and buy houses just for us to be bums. Mandate. Hey, welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives that nothing is off the table. And so tonight, our guest hails all the way from Manarua, Ruahad, originally from Ōtara, but he's a young entrepreneur, but also an establishing businessman early on. And so put in the, into the mix, you have a barber shop as well in his establishment in uh, the Brown Pride Gym, but also a music producer as well. Uh, but the core of his heart really is this, is about supporting his community and his people in terms of health and well-being. Please give it up for the innovative young Johnny Timu. He forgot to mention he's from the prestigious, prestigious, the number one school in all of Aotearoa, the whole world, (laughs) the whole world. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, (laughs) awesome, Johnny. Also, hey, I think it's um, I think it's just appropriate that we kind of acknowledge the good work you're doing also. Uh, I know you're doing amazing things with our community and, and, and our people as well, but um, but also just want to say kudos to you, kudos and, and awesome work uh, for what you're doing in terms of um, what you're doing out there in the uh, Brown Pride. Um, but first of all, just for the viewers who don't know who you are, it be nice to kind of kind of give them a bit of a, a teaser, a bit of a glimpse of uh, who you are and, and what you stand for also before we kind of dive into uh, other aspects of, of, your, of your experience and your journeys. Oh, Siki. Um, firstly, uh, thanks again for having me. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm just Johnny Timu uh, from South Auckland. Um, hey, yeah, hail from Rewa, proud Rewa boy. Um, in a nutshell, yeah, run Brown Pride along with my good mates. Um, run Brown Pride. Brown Pride is a social enterprise. Uh, for those that don't know what a social enterprise is, uh, um, a business that um, runs business in order to give back to their charity cause. Um, so Brown Pride set up as a unlimited liability business as well as a incorporated society. Um, and so yeah, we run business like our barber shop um, and running our gym memberships in order to fund um, our free stuff, which is our recording studio for youth, mm-hmm. um, as well as like um, programs for youth and um, yeah, free workouts for young ones. Um, yeah, so that's what what we do. Uh, we're just up the road here in Manukau. Um, and yeah, we've been running for, I think, two, three years. Um, well, we've been in that building for just over one year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're, what we're up to at the moment. Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome. That's I know, me. I know, I know you're dying since ask questions. Oh. Yeah. Nah, check just it, check it, <laughs> check it. <man. laughs> nah, just really proud to have a young, Lasallian, young Polynesian brother really um, wanting the best for our people and giving back to our community so um yeah I'd, I'd, you know your organization's called brown pride mm. uh, what does that mean to you um yeah our mission from the get was um to empower people through fitness arts and community um fitness in ways of like our boot camps and the gym and then arts with the barbershop um i feel like barbershop is a underrated art within the polynesian community mm. um and music our music studio and then the community is just the vibes that we bring um yeah we run like um feeding the homeless here and there and like going out and um cutting the hair for free um just things like that it's just gives you that feel good feeling um and it's nothing new to polys um, so brown, brown, brown pride, brown pride is more like um, a statement. Like we're proud to be brown. Um, mm. I know these days um, we're all trying to be like the American or the yeah. stuff we see on hip hop and things like that. But um, some yeah, I feel like it branches off heaps of stuff. Like we should just be proud of who we are yeah. and sort of own it. Stop so. making an excuse of why we can't do things. Yeah. And yeah, just. For my gen, especially, especially because our culture's dying out. Yeah. I just wanted to say, so should our culture's still there, be proud of it. And um, yeah, that's where Brown Pride came from. But um, yeah, yeah, that's where, yeah, that's ah, what it means man. to me. It so means the world to me. It means, yeah. um, as well as my family, a reason to stay alive. It's because people back it. So I'm not um, yeah, I didn't take that for granted. Oh, you know? Yeah. 
That's mean. Awesome, awesome. That's cool. Hey, also, I think that a lot of the yeah, a lot of the viewers who are watching this, and most most particular the, the young men, I think young men who kind of um, have aspirations to be businessmen and so forth. And just just um, out of curiosity, also, how, how old are you? Twenty six. Twenty six, and that's the, that's still very young. And so you're gonna have some some young men thinking, "Hey, man, if how was Johnny?" And some some young men are probably aspiring to kind of, oh, "I'm gonna do my own business," but they're so afraid. Um, there's a lot of barriers there, and so. What was what was it that the defining moment for you to say, you know what, I'm gonna quit my nine to five, I'm gonna go into business, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna just jump, take the leap of faith because I think a lot of guys may be curious, like, how did he, how did he do it? Yeah, so tell us how did, how did, what was the time when you said, yeah, I'm gonna just, just, I'm gonna take the leap of faith and just do it. Yeah, uh, um, my one was like back in 2014, um, after I finished school, um, I, yeah, my first year out of school, I lost my old man and he was like. Um, he wasn't like, I'll say what, what people call the best dad. He wasn't around much. He was like running business and, um, he was in and out, out of home and stuff. So, but I learned heaps from his business mentality. And, um, my mom was someone that cared for everyone. Like she was one person, eight, everyone, eight. So I had like, um, the heart from my mom and the work ethic from my dad or like the business wow. mindset from my dad. Um, when he passed away, um, I was like the man of the house, so-called man of the house. And then boom, boom, bang, I found out I was having a son. Wow. Um, and that was like, yeah, in 2015. Yeah, and then I sort of was realizing that um, when my dad passed away, he didn't leave anything for me and my siblings. I was like, um, I don't think he was doing cues. It was like four grand. like, And that wasn't even enough to cover like his funeral oh, and stuff. Man. Um, so like when I knew I was having a son, I was like, um, I don't want to like one day die and know that I haven't left them anything. Um, so I started just like exploring this whole thing of leaving a business behind. Um, my dad was like, uh, he started like the Otara markets, the Odahu markets. Um, and I still remember those days when Otara was just like in the little, that little hall, the flea markets. And my dad kept, um going with this white dude and just asking the council can they use the car parks as well and then they gave them one lane and then slowly it just grew then my dad done the same thing at Erehu markets and grew that um, so he was always like thinking of things like that but he never had his own business like that's just helping the council grow their business but um, wow. yeah it was yeah I sort of had doubt I wanted to make something that I could leave for my son and I knew flea markets <laughs> wasn't a place to start um, so yeah, I st started exploring like that side and started chucking ideas at my group of mates. Um, there's six of them, there's, oh, there's six of us, um, what we call our Brown Pride core team. And we like, um, we're thinking of random ass stuff, like running like a recruitment agency and running security business. And we started like uh, working towards it. Um, and then it was just all failing. Um, and then, yeah, I jumped into a business course and done business courses at Te Wangana and AUT. Um, and that really set my mindset that, yeah, I want to do something. But what I learned that Te Wangana and AUT was different. And Te Wangana was like around like everyone in Southside. So it was like Islanders and our mentality was real like humble and then shoot full of stars. Yeah. And it was sort of annoying because I was the youngest in that class. But uh, the ideas were just old school ideas like no one was thinking different it was just either be a lawyer or open a little doctor's hub or something I wanted something different when I went to AUT I was like with Balangis Asians Indians uh, no one got my joke so I didn't get theirs <laughs> um, but it was cool because I was out of my comfort zone um, and I wanted to drop out at, the, at the, my first class yeah. um, just because I didn't get and no one really knew where Manorewa was they just knew it was South Auckland and I was like oh shit I, I, I went yeah, yeah. I wouldn't really get along with these dudes but um, to see there how like Balangis and Asians think like there's no limit there's there was like dudes saying he's gonna record like the biggest real estate and do videos for parliament and, like, and I was like this dude's an idiot <laughs> and now he is wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's like the cameraman for the parliament what? and it was like just a young Palangi Ranga wow, dude eh? and wow. I was just looking at him like fuck this guy's never gonna wow. <laughs> and I'm not buzzing like see him and yeah just to get out of my comfort zone that like made my ideas just my ideas were just non-stop and then yeah now with Brown Pride we got 
the music, we got your barbershop, we got our recruitment agency, we got our employment programs. Yeah, so everything man. sort of popped off and I felt like it was just because just took that little leap of faith and yeah. in some way I'm uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah. That's mean. And so, that, so when dad passed away, and sorry yeah. to you, so, um, you were 20? Yeah, yeah. yeah you were 20, just, just finished high school and then, you know, your group of friends, so six of you, were any of them like business orientated? Because nah. I'm when I'm thinking last hour, I'm thinking about <laughs> you're in the garage, you guys are drinking. Yeah, Sole, yeah, should we yeah, start yeah, something? Because yeah, yeah. I remember having those talks, but we were like, Sole, which ATM are we gonna? <laughs> so yeah, explain oh. what what that um yeah, that conversation yeah. was like. And uh, yeah, I love my friends. Um, shout out to T, Tino, Talili, Jai, and Rich. Um, like. We've known each other since we're like in primary school. Uh, myself, Rich, Jai, and Talili, we um, went St. Anne's and then we all went last out together um, with Tino and T. Um, they're Mangry boys, but Tino is my cousin. And T just fit into our circle. Um, and like we've always bounced with different friends or groups that you hold out with. But like at the end of the day, I always knew those guys are the real boys. And yeah, we we're just drinking like every like together. We finished La Salle and then started working at Cabri under Francis. And like he's an older La Salle boy and he looked after us. And um, yeah, just every weekend, our whole pay would just go and drinking and then going nightclubs and getting up to mischief and. Then it was repeat the next weekend and next weekend and it was just like rotating. Then we all moved to Kunenagel and um, um, one of our cousins, Joe Mafoy, um, and he was like, like, pay, like teaching us to be better, mm. just better than forklift drivers. And Francis pushed us to be better than we were. Um, but Joe, Joe and Francis were both like big bosses and. Um, he was kept pushing us to learn the computer, and we're like, "Oh, stuff this!" Yeah. Uh, it was more money, well, more money meant more drinks, more more outings, and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, just lucky or like with my son coming into the picture, lucky that happened because every weekend it was well, we bought this um, pool table on Facebook. And I asked the boys, "Oh, what do you reckon? Grab a pool table and chuck it in um, my mom's house, and we just jam." And that was our play series. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday night, just drink at mine um, and then see where the wind blows us. Uh, one random Friday, they all came over for the drink and we were just playing pool table and drinking and like this idea of like starting business was in my head and on the whiteboard. Then I just asked him, well, so like, can you just come in my sitting room? And I was just talking about something and they all came in with their drinks, laughing, laughing. I think once they saw the whiteboard, they were like, Oh shit! And uh, <laughs> they just put their drinks away, and um, yeah, I just spat the idea at them, and they just been backing me ever since. Um, yeah, ever since, yeah, you know, yeah. till today, um, three of us have left our full time jobs, and we're just working oh, at Brown Pride. Man. Um, Tino's gone to Aussies playing rugby. Hopefully, crack a pro contract. Well, he's already on a semi pro contract, but and then there's only two that are left at work. Well, I might go by the end of this year, they should be wow, full-time wow. at Brown Pride as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, the, the and then none of us are like smart or none of us were like ducks or anything, but we just, yeah, like our strengths complement each other. Um, and we got our backbone, who's T, my best friend. He was meant to be here, Peter, Peter yeah, Farley. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, He's the spine of the whole brown pride. He's their friend that'll grow you off for doing the little stuff. He's their friend that'll drag yeah, you to yeah. give some money to your mom or um like he's the one that's praying for us every Sunday, like the wow. only one that still goes to church. And I think if you have that one guy in that group, regardless if you're on if you got, oh like five idiots, one one good leader can lead you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were blessed. Um yeah, no one's flashy like mm. It's just casual ass dudes. Wow, <laughs> man. I love the, just the, the picture of like the boys, you know, you guys there to play pool and hang out <laughs> and drink and then you, you know, wanting something different. In yeah. the, and, and the fact that the boys were, were willing to, because you know, last I know yeah. last Saturday, yeah. if it was my boys and I came and wiped pool <laughs> and I was going, slowly I got to side they'll be like, <laughs> but you, you know, your, your boys were able to like, oh, shucks, this is serious. And 
And you know, when you have a kid, it's always it teaches mm. you to be selfless. Like you got to take care of someone else other yeah, than yourself. Yeah. And so it's cool to see that mind shift and look where you guys are now. Yeah. You guys are able to um, inspire another generation that that probably don't have hopes and dreams, but you're yeah, able yeah. to inspire them to have that hope and dream. And and I love it all. Well done, bro. Oh, That's cool. It's, yeah. it's That's so cool. true. So true. So because there could very well be someone watching this, um, Johnny, probably sitting there thinking, and his in with their mates, and like, man, I'm gonna, uh, I have an idea. But for you to share that, and it probably will inspire someone or inspire many young men out there, like, oh, inspiring businessmen. But I love how you said, um, comfort zone or get out of your comfort zone. And so I know it'd be very hard, and so in particular our Pacific and our Māori our folks are kind of hard to get it, get out of that cluster and out of their, our, our comfort zone, and out of our own group settings. Yeah, yeah. And so also, so when you were in that that course, whatever you you were doing in that business course, what made you stay in? I know you, I know you talk about your son, but what kind of made you like? I need to do this. Was it just sheer determination, or was it just I got a goal, I got a vision, I got to follow through? Yeah, I feel like the. Um like oh no no offense to Tiwanga no, um, but like the because they're like led by Pacifica and Maori and like it's in the hood like yeah. uh, I don't know whether it's looked down on and they think oh yeah let's make the course easy because these mm. are people let's make the whole course um, systematic where we were le- learning about marketing, wow. accounting, freaking like Valia has little aspects of business like old school yeah. whereas when I went AUT it was just What's your passion? What do you enjoy? Sweet. How do you make money from that? And then just breaking that down. Wow. Like these days people are paying our accountant. These days people are using social medias for free. And these days you you just, you can make money off anything. Or just sitting on your phone, you can make money. Um, And it was sort of pissing me off that. And I was the first ever brown dude to do that course. And that was wow. like nine rounds in. Or I think yeah, I was cohort nine. And the tutor was like, oh, you're the first ever island though. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. But it's funny because the course is like 12 weeks and then you spit your idea in front of like angel investors, like rich dudes yeah, that want to yeah. invest. And <laughs> I spent my idea and like no one like wanted to invest mm-hmm. or anything. But this one singer lady came up to me and told me, oh, your idea is sort of like got some stuff to work on, but like don't give up on it. Yeah. Like you'll be the first ever to do that. And um even though like all of them or most of our class got like um a couple thousands to start off wow um i left with nothing but he left with like someone that doesn't look like me and she's not from my hood she's backing me so i was like oh yeah my um, there must be something in it man (laughs) um but yeah it was like it was cool like even at that presentation just being the only brown dude i was like oh yep um i wanna make it normal that brown guys in this room yeah um, and yeah, like having cheese and crackers and just act like you like it. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, maybe uh, if I eat these cheese and crackers, the investor might be, yeah, silly, here's uh, a grand. The Molly McGovern was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah, me. act like you drink wine as well. But, um, yeah, I was like seeing this little things like that. I was like, if yeah. I'm able to be the first brandy to finish this course, then yeah, I'll have that label. I think, you know, don't mind if I leave with nothing. Um, at wow. least I can be the first, yeah. Man, just the just the mental fortitude to have that, because I think uh, any other ordinary guy would have said, "Oh, well, no, I don't <laughs> have to present in front of these 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 investors." Ah, mm, yeah. uh, nah, nah, I'm out of here. But for you to have the guts and the courage, because you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm, I'm going to represent my people, and I'm just going to represent represent my culture, and still follow through. And regardless of whoever invested, no, or whoever was there. But for you to do that, that takes a lot of courage. And I think, because I've heard this before, time and time again, my wife always says, when a brown man enters into a room, and it could be different cultures, but if they come into the room and they talk and they talk about something and they have a spiel, that people listen. Mm-hmm. And so for you to represent um, our people and with courage, bro, I can I can understand why you got the brown pride. <laughs> it's just, it's, it is, it is pride. It just make me, you just make me want to jump up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just, yeah, awesome. awesome. Just, oh, yeah, Thanks. that's awesome, man. Oh. Show rules. Um, and you said number nine, eh? What episode are we, Nine, nine. 
Something. Something about number nine. Ooh. 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 So you're number nine tonight. I must and, um, have nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> nine businesses. Nine businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, business. <laughs> but yeah, this is our first guy that's under 30. Um, yeah. That's on yeah. the show. So oh, representing oh, a whole uh, new, you know, right. new audience. So um, it's inspiring, honestly. Um, it is, man. Oh. So, you know, a lot of us are all proud Southsiders, proud. Um, proud <laughs> brown pride um so yeah keep on doing what you're doing uh, it'll be exciting to see where you guys are in um, five years time yeah, yeah. and hopefully you guys keep on pushing us um just in terms of like so that that was your guys journey and uh, it just shows that you've got a real cool tight group and they're all willing to sort of evolve themselves yeah. um but what was it like for you at high school like <laughs> Wait, did you guys all were all of these prefix or uh, what was it like for you at high school? Because you know some young people are probably listening. And go, oh, man, he probably <laughs> he probably passed all his level ones, two and three. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I did. I, that um, for me at school was um, I went from Saint Anne's and to be with the same boys like for six years of your first schooling. Like you just get used to that. Then when I went to La Salle, oh, silly, it was a different story. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, we thought St. Anne's, we thought we're the top dogs, eh? Like, just because uh, around Rewa, if you go to St. Anne's, your family's rich yeah, in the hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went to La Salle and then come across St. John's boys and, like, St. Joe's, and they're just as hearty about their primary. And um, just to see us, like, go from, like, arguing who's best primary to becoming friends was pretty buzzing. Like, I, if, if anything, that um thankful for like and like besides my family i'll probably be going to last cell um those seven years like as overused as it is the seven years i spent to last cell my mm. best years of my life um and like it's not just being biased because we all ourselves um i learned heaps from the day like um like in my early yeah when we started going last cell and then um yeah my younger siblings were born and they started going um, I think with the more siblings we had and like we were in college, me and my oldest, or uh, my sister, she was at Macaulay. Um, I think all that money stuff started playing with my family at home, like mm. with our mom and dad, like the whole money situation was starting to fucking, uh, like fucking with the um, relationship. Yeah. And that sort of fucked with my head as, as a kid going through school. Um, my year seven and eight was all good. Like it was yeah. all right. Um, then year 9, 10, 11, like my mid years was when I was um, becoming, yeah, not the greatest student. Mm -hmm. um, like I was just, anything that was happening at home, I was taking it to mm -hmm. school. Yeah. Um, if I was angry, I'll take it out on annoying the teacher or, or just starting to uh, starting a fight with someone in school. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just like built up anger carried from him. I can't beat up my siblings. I can't yeah. beat up my parents. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh yeah, I'll take it to school. But then when you get to year 11 and last, it's like last out against the world, we started this thing called Valukasi mm -hmm. um, in yeah. my year 11 year. Yeah, and um, the whole plan of Valukasi was like, um, to take out every school, the the best from every school, and just represent ourselves. But that kid, that was built out of just anger, like um, and like a lost kid just going through like puberty and fucked up shit at home, yeah. and like oh yeah, let's build this whole gang thing called Valukasi. And I know heaps of people rap Valukasi, but the real intention or the reason we started rapping uh, Valukasi was we wanted to be like a crew of La Salle boys that. Gave everyone hidings and yeah. I love doing that. Like, I love the whole um, brotherhood that came with it. Um, and just, yeah, going out and just beating up people or fighting like whoever from mm. other schools was was my thing. Like, that was where I was getting enjoyment from. Wow. And that was like year 11, yeah. Year 11 was like when I started drinking, um, started the whole party scene, and yeah, just started getting into dumb fights about like dumb shit like yeah. some girl said this about you and oh, oh some girl told us this boy said something from that school yeah and then in the train we went and on a on a little road trip we went um and then yeah i think it was year 11 when they tried to kick me out oh that was probably my fourth time getting stood down and um they sent me to the board and that was when francis was on the board yeah. <laughs> 
And um, luckily, the acting principal at the time, uh, his name's Thurman, Mr. English, he then and um, he forgot to do the paperwork and stuff. So I was given a second chance, and I remember just my mom, just yeah, my mom being sad and saying how much she depended on me being the oldest at home, like to lead by example, and I could just see how ashamed she was, like embarrassed she was that she even had to come to school to. Mm. Watching me get kicked out or whatever, um, but lucky they gave me the second chance. And she told me if I didn't become a prefect or get good grades by the end of year twelve, then she's gonna pull me out of school. And we just my dad was trying to get me to go to Oz, um, live with him. But, um, I was like, nah, man, that was the best thing that's happened to me. Yeah. Um, so I was like, nah, like since I started last year, I knew my best day would be the day I walked past as a graduate, um, graduate, uh, graduating. So yeah, I was just yeah, told my mama, yeah, I'll do it. And yeah, I ended up being prefect in the year twelve. Wow. Wow. Um finished level one with excellence, finished level two with merit. Um, yeah, and then uh, Wow I fluked the I don't know how I fluked the even to this day or the teachers like I don't know how you became prefect. Oh man. Um but yeah, and then I finished my last year of school as a prefect. Um That's crazy, man. What a story, man, Johnny. That's cool. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, well, yeah, it's funny because like after I finished last cell, the same principal, Mr. English, that tried like was signing my papers, he <laughs> mm. kicked me out. He hired me wow. um, wow. to come in as a careers advisor mm. and um, help out with the leaders. So yeah, it was buzzing. Uh, I still owe it to him that he didn't uh, fill out these paperwork yeah, to yeah. kick me out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I still, I still believe to this day, those are my greatest years. Wow. Um, even if it was dumb, some stuff were dumb. <laughs> I don't regret it. Yeah, I learned yeah. heaps from that. Yeah, that's that's an awesome story. Also, and um, shot for the transformation mm-hmm. reminded me of one of the boys that sort of went through a s- similar journey. Um, but I'm, yeah, we mentioned you, um, Osasa. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, because you ended up going back and helping out with the school, eh? Yeah, and yeah. Um, I remember um, a couple of years ago. I think we went to the the old boys went back to yeah, yeah. Uh, part of the assembly because um, the, right, the right. massive yeah, fights yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. between the schools, and and mm. I know you were right in the thick of things. Like, um, and yeah. you would have understood what some of these yeah, boys yeah, were going yeah. through. What was the what was that time like, and what were some of the encouragements you were sort of mentoring uh, the boys about? It was um yeah uh, I still um oh, what does I still re- I regret that they all like um because that Friday was um I ran youth at La Salle um but because La Salle couldn't pay me a certain amount of money I was working two jobs so I was working at La Salle and at Jets Fitness um and like. When I was leaving, I was going to work to get something to come back for youth. I think I was going to use the printer to print out youth stuff because uh, my, my printer um, last out didn't have any more money. So I was heading to Jets and uh, when I was driving out, I, I noticed something. Well, you know, when like, you mm. know, the boys are up to something and they like gave me this look and I was like, so what are you up to? And they're like, oh, nothing. So just um, heading home. And I was like, oh, and she's waiting for youth. Um, but they like were like wrapping shirts around their fist and stuff, and I was like, "Fuck, something's up." Mm. So I drove um out of Grey or like left towards Mecca's on Grey Ave, and I was like, "Nah, f-, like something was telling me, nah, something's up." Then I um U-turned because the traffic was bad, and I was like, oh, "I'll just kick back at La Salle." And when I was driving back, I could see like a crowd of boys like running from Middlemore, and um yeah, it was like a massive mess and. Um, like everyone was fighting and I was trying to stop it and I saw knives come out and shit like that and then they were saying oh Kaz is stabbed and Kaz is one of my nephews and mm. I was like oh fuck like out of everyone to get stabbed that just had to and um, yeah I was just pissed off at the boys like um, that they scooped down to that level like um and uh, the main thing I was pissed off was, is that they ran away like like this is like for La Salle this is our grounds we didn't run yeah, away from yeah. anyone we didn't leave anyone behind but when they were running I saw boys La Salle at the point, um, back getting beaten up and and I was like hey the fuck is happening like who's yeah. is that La Salle running like 
we the boys ran into like our school gates like that was embarrassing Dang. like if anything we pride ourselves in brotherhood brotherhoods not like leaving one outside the gate to get fussy or one outside to get stabbed things like that and um and i gave it to them i told them like oh, that's the first time and even with through the old boys that i've ever heard of LaSalle running at their own school yeah, like i'm not um i'm not uh what do you call it? encouraging fighting and stuff like that but i'm encouraging brotherhood like either you walk away in the first place or if you go to the scrap you make sure mm. everyone is safe and you're the ones that put yourself in that situation they go to the situation and then i'll run leave half the group there and i'll run back and hide in school wow mm. um but yeah that was just a mess like my emotions were in a mess like the teacher and me wanted to say you shouldn't have fought and shit but the the boy in me or the man in me or the lasalle in me knew that shit just happened mm, like yeah. fuck your uh, little kids like your young dudes like you've got reputations or you got things like that to uphold and dumb shit will always happen boys will always fight anyway they keep saying boys stop fighting it's like boys will always fight there'll be some for some reason to fight um but yeah the teacher and me want to say stop and shouldn't have went there in the first place and shit like that um but i guess like me being there and done there like it's, it's bound to happen but running away and that's that's not that's not a lot self thing to do or leaving a brother to get hurt that's not like a lot selling mm -hmm. thing to do and go into a fight like in the first place again that's not a lot selling but it's just the whole thing of trying to be a man or whatever yeah. you know everyone's got a different definition of a man some guys think that yeah. being the toughest which was my mentality growing up was that was a man but um yeah, the older you get, the, the more less blurry that whole vision of being a man yeah. becomes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, I think that's a good segue. Um, also, because you said the younger you would have said to uh, define a man in a certain way, but what does a man mean to you now? Like, what's the definition for you now? It, since you're you're older now, mm. also. You know, probably change again in the couple yeah, of years yeah, yeah. to um, this age. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a man for me is um. A provider, um, like, like, uh, they're like right now. I think the biggest messed up thing about what I'm doing and what a lot of guys are doing, like, um, whether it's business or community workers, like, um, Butterbean was saying, yeah. is the balance in the time, yeah. Um, but like, uh, like, I know, like, as dumb as it may seem, like, and especially me, like, with, um, like I hated it growing up with an absent dad that my parents are split and shit like yeah. that. I like, um, I like, I feel like providing is better than like you being present. Like, because wow. you being present, once you die, you're gone. Like, and that's going to be something you can't get used to. Like, your dad not there. Because my dad wasn't there, um, like, um, I'm sort of all good with it, but I wish he provided something for us. Like mm. now, like even if I was to die, like I didn't, I didn't mind if I died today because I knew I got something that'll live forever with my son. Me, me. Whereas if I spend time at home with my son and not building brown pride, then when I die, there's there's fuck Nothing, all left for yeah. yeah. Whereas if I, yeah, I know some people will probably hate this shit. Like they want a, a man as a guy that's yeah. home all the time or yeah. that's prison. Like what's the use of being prison if when you die there's nothing wow. left? Like wow. my 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 thing is that I provide while I'm alive. I provide when I'm dead. Wow, yeah. that's cool. That's mean. That's good insight. Good insight. Because um, I think back to my dad. Um, we didn't have that um that relationship where you like talk and yeah, I can come to him get dad. You know, yeah. um, he was always working and he did his thing but he provided for us um so i was never i never had this like anger towards him or bitterness that he wasn't around yeah yeah, that, yeah. mom was always there yeah, and yeah. and so i like i always loved them too but so it was cool hearing like some like a different insight and yeah, yeah. and and for everyone's different but that that's yeah just a good insight like provide while yeah. i'm still here and and you know to go back to um some of the programs you guys do because you're doing fighting programs now eh? yeah. and i know you're not trying to build an army to go and um, fussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um you know it's i guess um i don't want to put words in your mouth but you know because some of our young people especially poly 
we got a lot of frustrations. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We take what we, um, you know, see and experience at home, and we have to come to school. And sometimes, most of the times, we're on survival mode. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, fighting. What does fighting do for? Uh, I mean, not fighting, but what does the the discipline of martial arts do for our young people? Yeah, it's, it's probably like one thing that got me on track. Like, um, when I found out, mom, that I was having a son, like one of the first people I told was my boxing coach. I just started boxing after my old man passed away. Um, um, one of my close ones was Talili. He's part of the core team. He was like, um, came back from fighting in Oz and he was like, oh, you should give it a jam since you're, you're all good. And then I started like, Doing a couple of boxing fights and then I joined the boxing gym of uh, P- uh, Pep Boxing Club. Um, mm. That's Joe Parker's old and Mosi Amatangi's. Mm. Um, but there's um, a going out there named Grant Akel. Um, he's our coach there and um, he was um, like a father figure to me, especially with the absence of my old man, like overall, and then passing away. Like I went to him for everything. I remember telling him um, I'm having gonna have a son and. He was like, oh, yes, you need to take bo- if you want to take boxing serious and to make money or you can start your own business. And like, you're not going to have enough to provide and if you're working and doing what I was doing. Um, and he told me to take boxing serious, but just boxing alone was mean discipline. Like, even though it's fighting and it's violence and people might see it as a violent sport, there's a lot of little aspects like, like, like with, um, like a normal jab, like some people would just see it as a jab, but if you break it down, there's timing, there's everything. Like if you can get that on time, a jab on time, like you'll turn up to work on time or shit mm. like that. There's heaps of elements of um, discipline, like just eating right. Like you feed your body good stuff and your body will give you good results. And um, like timing was there, like just hard work and learning that, you can't depend on anyone in life like in the ring it's in you mm-hmm. if there's anyone to blame it's you you can't blame your coach you can't can't blame um the ref it's like a one-man sport whereas rugby you can blame it on the halfback you don't give a good pass blame mm-hmm. it on the kicker you didn't kick out goals mm-hmm. um whereas boxing gave you like a one-man mm-hmm. discipline like if you can't make it on your own you can't do it in the real world mm-hmm. then as well um yeah and i love that like i love boxing and exercising in, in general um, if you can last like a strong fight or last a good exercise round, like that builds your mentality and to mm. push pa- past when you want to give up, yeah, you know, yeah. whether it's physically or mentally. Um, the more you do it, it becomes a habit that when shit gets hard, mm. oh yeah, I've been here, I've, mm. I've, I've been dying for air before when yeah. I was running or I've been sore when I was boxing, but I still got through it. And the same That's mentality me. you take to whatever you do. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. And, I guess it's a real good outlet for for us as well, eh? instead of yeah, yeah, um, using it on the streets. We've yeah, got, yeah, we've yeah. got somewhere to um, to go, to. go to and fussy the bangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was all like cause especially like finishing work. I'd go and go training, and like I dropped all my emotions there, and yeah. I, I learned I've I felt like I was a better person when I went home yeah, to my family. Yo, that was that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I highly encourage like doing something physical. It's good, man. And scientifically, um, says that the chemi- <laughs> chemicals are released, um, the serotonin and endorphins, <laughs> the endorphins that the are feel good. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't even know that, like science, but I know. Yeah, that, I think it's good. He's right. He's right. So what? Yeah, he's released something. Thank you, Mr. Bennett. Also, hey, um, just wondering as well in terms of your 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 boy. And so obviously he must think the world of you, and, and and vice versa. You must think the world of him. And so what's the what's the dreams for? Well, obviously, these parents have dreams for their kids, uh, but obviously, obviously the kids have their own dreams. But for for right now, what what are you um, hoping to mold and shape your your young boy into? Um, I think yeah. For me, all I want my son to go into is just to like. I really like want him to not give a like a shit about anyone. Like, um, I wish my I wish my parents taught me like um it's like a real islander thing like of respect and humbleness and shit. Mm-hmm. And that holds us back from heaps. And now growing up, 
I'm like, fuck, I held back from heaps of shit oh, I could have wow. done. Especially just like getting into business. It's like, I can see the potential in our people, but yeah. it's sad that they just hold back. And it's like, thank you, thank you, please, please, yeah. everything. And let's take off your shoes at the door, things like that. And I love the humility in our culture, yeah. but at the same time, that um, this allows us from doing certain things and getting in certain places and sitting at certain tables. Wow. I want my son, as long as he doesn't care about anyone and um, respectfully, yeah. I'll be happy. Like, I don't care what he is, but if he, if he's like, um, I, just, I want him to grow up to be his own man. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't take shit from no one. Um, but respectfully. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you, you mean, um, you, don't care about what other people think of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, yeah. I, I, it's it's funny. Like, um, like the dumbass ideas that we do, and I, I chuck it at the boys, and I chuck it at my family and friends and because they love you so much. They're gonna like yeah. try and hold you down yeah, or yeah. say that it's a bad idea or just might say that. Or that. I'm like, fuck! I don't give a shit about anyone. Yeah. I don't yeah, give yeah. two fucks what anyone will think. Or, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, that's sort of my mentality. That's cool. That's um, cool, man. That's cool, Johnny. Because I think a, a lot of our men, and you're right, you're absolutely right in terms of uh, if, if we are talking about our Pacific men and our Maori men, um, there's, there's that humility that restricts us from kind of pushing ourselves forward. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't want to be noticed. And so, what do you what do you think? Because um, it seems like a reoccurring theme. Mm. A lot of the men have come and talked about humility. It can be quite a barrier for our, our people. What do you think needs to change for our men to kind of like, hey, to say, hey? I can still be respectful. I can still be um, humble, but I need to go. I need to go forward. And and is it is it def, uh, redefining the the definition of humility for our people, or is it just we just need to change our, our mindset? What do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like there's um there's a massive difference with being humble and being respectful. Mm. Like you can be the most cocky person respectfully. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a way to do that. There's um. I feel like it's it depends on the situation that you're in, but there's always ways to be cocky or confident, but respectfully. Mm. Like, if anything in our culture um, that I highly respect is the our element of respect. Like, mm. I feel like humility and respect are two different things. If we drop the humility and just maintained everything or like um, made respect our foundation. I feel like that goes further than humility because you can be the most ar- arrogant or confident person, but respectfully. Yeah. But sometimes you can't do that if you try and show humility. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not. A pro- it's probably not even arrogance. It's just being um, confident, hey. Yeah, yeah. Just confident in, you, in yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. But say sometimes our people are like, oh, what a fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but yeah. we should be uplifting. And you're right. I hundred percent agree in terms of. There should be more of our, our men and out there, our people out there running businesses. Yeah, yeah. But because of that stuff, mm. the element that kind of restricts us. But yeah, man, that's that's, a, that's and I love it. I love it that you do that, and I love it that you try to instill that in your in your son to be confident, yeah. but also respectful. That's cool, man. Awesome. Do you think we Christian for both of you? Like, do you think we need to redefine the term humility? Because I think we're like mm. a sort of we got this false idea yeah, of what yeah. humility is. Mm. And so in one sense, when we're looking at being humble, we're sort of like, oh, no, you could. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, that's false humility. But yeah. when we talk, for me, humility humility is doesn't matter who you are, what status you have, I'm going to serve you. Yeah, I'm going to respectfully yeah, yeah. be there for you. I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to come down from whatever yeah, yeah, I yeah. carry, but I'm going to, I'm still serving you. I still, I look forward to you. Yeah, yeah. Where, but I'm not going to like scoop, I'm not gonna devalue who I am yeah. as a person mm. to mm. make you up there. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like, like just yeah, hearing yeah, all yeah, the man. conversations around cool. um, humility, we, we, I think as a people, we just need to redefine what humility is, yeah. and sort of like, um, yeah, just live it out in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah am yeah. I talking kaka? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would hundred percent agree. I'm us, man, and, and uh, yeah, and totally up to you. Your, your thoughts as well. Um. Uh, Johnny, but in terms of humility, and I think for for the longest time, our, our people are very respectful. Mm. But also, I think um, I think Dave Letelli said it. Oh, was it Jay? 
Jay said something about being a doormat. Mm. I think it's that wrong um, sense of when you be a doormat, you're being, you're serving, and you're, you're putting others before you. Mm. But it's, um, it's not because it's not, a, it's not a humility. I don't yeah. think it's um, true humility. It's no. about because yeah, people, there's a lot of people I know, who, including myself. You can okay, um, be humble and all that kind of stuff. But in the back of your your in your head in your mind you're in your in your even your kumumu you know you just <laughs> you're, you're just oh I'm complaining it's being honest but also like you're saying you don't devalue yourself you, you can still be confident and mm. still be humble and be respectful and say hey you know little things like um Eliotto was saying last time people say oh those guys in the UK playing rugby hey man uh, you've had a good game oh yeah thanks mate oh man <laughs> awesome yeah I, 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 yeah I agree as well whereas our people hey Johnny whereas our people you had a good game nah nah oh, you're, you're, you're a good singer you're a good singer oh nah nah I'm really a good singer but you know you're a good singer you know you're a good player but, and so I think we the more of us who say hey are able to be confident yeah, I, I am I am good at this but also be respectful um, that's, that's my take I think for the longest time and I'm, I'm just talking from my own experience is that we put ourselves down and it's not right because imagine, like you're saying, um, Johnny, imagine the opportunities for our people because yeah, they're, oh, no, nah, no, nah, that have been lost. Yeah, Because yeah, we yeah, say, yeah. oh, no, nah, I'm not. But by knowing very well, you are probably the best candidate, the best person to, to, to do that, um, fulfill that. Yeah, yeah. Man, so cool. That's a cool conversation. Yeah, I wonder if we use the term humility or to be, okay, oh, no, nah, just being humble to sort of like um, use it as an excuse to not pursue certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah hey. That too, that too, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But not, not in your case, man. Not in your yeah. case, but you guys say, oh, love- nah, but bro, you did it, man. You're doing it. Yeah, you're 26 and you're doing it, man. And that's you got amazing. you have a space where you can sort of push others. you got your boys. Um, you got a lot of people coming through your guys' doors. We get to speak into that space and go, hey, we're doing it. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Like, um, And like for someone like in this age or like someone in our hood or to say that she started like you know that's like um it's not even tall poppy syndrome it's just mm. our people like our people are the only ones that drag us down and yeah. Yeah. I know some of them like listen to me and they're like this guy's probably on crack or something <laughs> thinking that, he, that we all can do this yeah. shit it's like we, we got the best like yeah. cause we got reasons to do it and we were like um, there's a saying that um, rock bottom is the Best foundation, like mm. we're rock bottom, like wow. we're as broke as a joke out here. It's like yeah. this is the best place to start. And uh, um, when you've had nothing, then you know, like that you want to work for everything that's yeah, around you. Yeah. Like that's better than having everything and just chilling. Yeah. Mm. Like we, I get sick of like, um, especially my gen. Like we have freaking spoon fed this shit. Like wow. if I look at the generation older than us, the first to come to New Zealand, like my parents, like. They set the they set the foundations for our families, mm. and then their first line should be the first line they start, like being ruthless with the ideas. Yeah. Like they're the ones that were, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that to get our foot into New Zealand. Now that our feet are planted and we 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 established here as islanders, at the next line it's up to mm. us. Like we've seen our parents work hard and. We know what hard work looks like and then we know what technology, what yeah. working smart mm-hmm. looks like. And we're the perfect balance. Like my gene is the perfect balance of what hard work and what smart work looks like. Yeah. And fuck I get sick and tired of my like my general, like my age, like fucking gamumuing and complaining <laughs> about their jobs and like bro, fuck we got it way easier yeah, than yeah. everyone before us. Like even when our parents tell these stories of walking ten miles to go yeah. to it's like fuck there's no shit <laughs> like yeah. they're not talking shit like yeah, look at all dudes like i have dudes at the gym that complain that they gotta walk or they have to run like like 1k is like wow. fuck, like the i feel like the younger the gin gets the softer or they try to make the excuse that they're trying to work smart fuck nah you're just a lazy fuck wow well <laughs> bro honesty, i love it man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah i feel sad for the older gin especially mm. our parents here yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm the best son to my mom, but like to see where they've set us up mm. and to see how they're just being lazy, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, wow, wow. Don't say you're making moves or don't say we're Generation <laughs> X or like, <laughs> the new thing. It's like, bro, like half this gen is um, full of shit. Like we got everything spoon fed, like wow, chucked man. at us. It's just, everyone's just sitting around just rather take Instagram stories about <laughs> the hustle and not hustle <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, but what, what is it because that's a good point Johnny um, and, and Charles 
do you think uh, uh, the generation you, you said the generation every generation the new generation comes up it seems like it's getting weaker do you think um and you, you said getting spoon fed and all that what do you think in, in terms of our generation is it just our men or more so our men what do you think about our men and this what, what what do you think are the societal pressures that our men are facing that have made them soft or weak mm-hmm. uh, before before those goes in on um, the gen <laughs> um i think because he's right but yeah. when you look at the older generation and they came here and they're looking for a better future and man they had to like really pave the way like they mm. came here half of them had to do jobs that they didn't even want to do yeah and they couldn't even they had to navigate english and trying to yeah. um you know talk to people that or communicate with people that are always telling them what to do but they owned houses they yeah, had jobs yeah, yeah. and then and then sort of when we came in um i i feel like um because we sort of were the in between trying mm, to be sick mm. um first generation new zealand born um samoans we we're trying to navigate this new space but mm. at home we're still getting taught these old values yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so you're still experiencing all this hard life or at this i'm speaking for me and then so my generation when we're trying to um, teach when we have our kids we because we struggled we don't want them mm, to go through what we yeah, went, yeah, went through yeah. so it was almost yeah. like it's our fault because we wow. spoon fed them we don't want them to we're trying to set yeah. them up or which we're, we're sort of um providing all the stuff for them so they wouldn't experience the hardship, the, yeah. Some of the trauma the struggle, that, we the went that we went but through. But the danger in that is that, shucks, we're not preparing them for the real world. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're sort yeah. of like, we're always dropping them off everywhere. Like, oh, <laughs> can you pick me up again? Okay. <laughs> so we give the speeches around, you know, back in my day, we had to walk there. But wow. we still do. So I, I don't know. I think there's like um, it's being shared on this table. There's a balance. There's a fine line on how do we sort of navigate through the space of giving them the tools but also like giving them the freedom to sort of make the mistakes yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, it's yeah. like uh, almost like teaching mike because yeah yeah um this is what you do this is it. but um you're always there to pick them up yeah, yeah so yeah, i feel yeah. like oh there's a generation there in between it's their fault that the, <laughs> the generation yeah, 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 is um yeah, no, good point. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's just part of it but you might have a different insight also. yeah like because I feel like yeah, there's an older gen before me, which is like his the, generation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ones like there were still like before technology fully took over. Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. um my school days was when technology was like yeah, social media was yeah, fully yeah, taking yeah. over. So my gen should be the ones that are like oh yo like mm. we got social media like we got the whole world in our hands like with the phone wow. and for us to be still mucking around and we have resources mm. all like you can search up anything online mm. and we got all the resources at our hands and we we're like the the next one like whereas the oldies they set it up and then the firstborns they were the ones they were sort of um yeah the in-betweeners mm-hmm. like they're get, yeah. still getting taught the old school cultural salmon ways and whatnot and trying to and then they learn different sc- stuff at school whereas Algin came in, we're learning a less Samoan, some more Balangi stuff, and then the whole world on our phone. Yeah, yeah. So there was no there's no excuse for us to not be able to do certain things because we had the whole world in our hand. We still had culture, we still had education, and now we got like every answer we need on our hand wow, on the phone. Wow. Like, because I know you, you probably in school don't have any. <laughs> nah, who the fuck? I just had a long cord, <laughs> long. Well, well, last year we started getting Alcatels. Oh, if you dude. had a phone, if you had a, like a Nokia, you're the man. You're the man. Yeah, see, like I, when I was finishing school, like we were already up to like iPhone four or five, I think. Oh, so I like, old now. yeah, like the I whole world was at your hand. Yeah, the whole world, like everything you could mm, do. Wow. Open a business on your hand. Open some online like yeah. trading on your like with your phone. Like, yeah, man. So, so with all of that, like, what do you encourage our young ones and the next generation? Like, in terms of what's available to them? 
yeah, like, don't, like, I feel like it's like the main thing is don't use the excuse of working smart. Like, that's oh, a, fun, that's, wow. I hate that shit. Like, <laughs> there's no such thing as work. So really, you have to work hard with these smart things. Wow, with, yeah, like, yeah, the phone like, is smart, the computer is smart. Fucking work hard with that. Yeah. Don't, don't pull off this excuse. Oh, I'm working smart. You're full yeah, of shit. Wow. Like, the truth hurts. And, like, some dudes will hate that shit. They're like, Oh, this guy, man, we're meant to make being working smart. Like, there's ways to work yeah. hard with smart mm. shit. Yeah, there's some, there's some guys who just already turned off them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, fuck <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and because we're living in a, a fast paced yeah, world yeah, and everyone yeah. wants the quick fix. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, wants yeah, to be yeah, an yeah. instant kiwi. Instant <laughs> gratification. <laughs> yeah. Try to um, get the big ones yeah, yeah yeah i love what you're saying you still gotta work hard yeah, work it's just like they're saying this is the generation of working smart it's like nah man we gotta work hard with smart things like i love that. work hard with like the stuff that's around this there's, there's like no excuse if i wanted to learn how to play piano i could look online <laughs> like this yeah, everything yeah, is online. online yeah Man, technology eh? technology is just rampant and now and, and so does some really good stuff and some bad stuff but uh, I, I agree. I agree with you, Johnny, in terms of now we get the world in the palm of our hands, all the mm -hmm. technology, all the stuff, all this information, and hard work cannot be replaced. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I love what you said. I love what you said. Yeah, work hard, but you know, use those resources, use those um, utensils to, to work smart. Mm -hmm. uh, man, man, it's just, good. man, you're 26 and you're just... I don't yeah, know. Gotta get you back when you're 36 years. When you empire, you'll be like, "Nah, work smart." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's cool. Well, so, what's the next step for for Johnny, or what's mm. what's the what's um, the hope for Brown Pride? I wanted to go to. I was in open a branch. I was meant to go earlier mm. this year um, to open a branch with my cousin Evan Oz, but um, he got a contract in Sydney and. Sydney's too too busy. Yeah. I felt like busy. There's there's quite a few islanders and and it's not as busy as Sydney. Sydney is like as a whole new country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, he's over in Sydney playing rugby. But yeah, he was the one that we started Brown Pride with. Um. So yeah, I was like, oh no, nah, um, I rather open one here in airport ways. Right now in airport, yep. there's no um islander gym. Um. And sometimes, like they say, they play all your cards or they tie on your cards, but sometimes you got to speak it into existence. So that's yeah. probably what I want to do next is, you know, open a branch in airport ways or out west or wow. a big one, you know. That's mean. That's cool. Yeah, that's so good. Sorry, we'll, we'll pray into that and um, hopefully that, yeah, that yeah, happens. Yeah. Gary V said, um, you know, like you said, um, don't show all your cards or don't share your dreams. But he goes, nah, share all your ideas, share all your dreams, because that's the only way you're gonna get new ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, nice. so yeah, I'm gonna start sharing Shoot, my dreams. Share my yeah, dreams. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna to start like a gym in the airport too. But <laughs> 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 I used to be like that. I used to like real like. Like the whole humbleness and humility, mm -hmm. like I used to not tell anyone what yeah. I want to do, but my whole thing was I never knew into my last thing. If I was to tell, like if I said it on this podcast, nice. at least everyone, if I die, everyone has this podcast or you yeah, guys have the memory yeah. of someone says, oh, what did you want to do next? You just can tell them like, yeah. oh, he said he wants to, even, oh, yeah, then they can follow it on. Um, it was that and the whole thing of speaking into existence. If yeah. I say it, then maybe one year or two years you see me, at least you can keep me accountable. You got that um, yeah, branch you yeah, said you're going to open the yeah, airport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, that'll be at the back of my head. Like, shit, I already said this on a podcast. I'm going to do it. I have That's to do mean. it. Yeah. Um, so it's things like that, just speaking into existence. Like, when Brown Pride was first, so the idea, I had a whiteboard at the back of my um, house, and I would just write down I wanted to have a gym. But in all honesty, like, uh, it was Vilema's, like, I tell any, I tell everyone this, like, I was working at Jets um, part-time, 10 hours, and, like, making 160, 180 a week. I will put 60 straight on my box of Vilema's, and then the rest was to my mom. Um, and that box of Vilema's gave me the confidence when I drink it to think of random shit. So, like, a music studio, yo, I have that. Like, I wouldn't have the confidence to say I want a music studio in my gym if I wasn't drunk. 
Mm. Say as bad as people see alcohol is, it's, it's it's not alcohol. It's the man with the alcohol. Yeah. Mm. That's um, it's what the man does that 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 um gives alcohol the bad name. But yeah, and all honesty, it was Vailima that um <laughs> gave me all these random ideas of what Brown Pride is now. Wow. People might say, oh, how did you plan this shit? No, I got drunk at my backyard and <laughs> wrote random shit on a whiteboard and sort of speak into existence. Yeah, I'm going to have a music home studio. I'm going to be looking after fighters and all random shit. And it's funny how it's coming into fruition now. Wow, but that was man. all just of alcohol and speaking into existence. Not encouraging the whole drinking, but everyone's got a different way. Like one guy might go on a whiteboard and write it. One guy might do it on a software or some shit. For me, it was just drinking in my backyard by myself. <laughs> Bro, <man. laughs> what a story, man. What a story. I'm very conscious of time as well. So I don't know. Just, I guess we can just delve into many other stuff um, or many other conversations in terms of who you are, Johnny. Oh, bro, it's just, um, I think the the biggest thing, the most encouraging thing is uh, that this, your age, how young you are. You got a good head on your shoulders, confident, you know who you are in terms of your identity and what you stand for. I love that, brown pride. And I think a lot of the men who are watching this are going to be encouraged. I think more so our younger generation and what you've had to share and what you had to say. So also, I really love also mm. for, for what you had to share. Charles, any anything you want to uh, just just really proud like just um seeing across from you and seeing you sort of build something from scratch from an idea um just you and your vailima bottle and your boys um but just like some of those values that really stand out in terms of friendship brotherhood family um the next generation legacy um our community um, and being proud of who you are and just this respect um, versus false humility and um, continue to do that also continue to um, so surround yourself with good people and yeah man when we see you when we see you now okay, hey, how's the how's the dream going there? Don't keep on us. dreaming don't forget, don't forget us, forget us man. <laughs> <laughs> hey Johnny, 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 Johnny. <laughs> yeah, don't forget us and just yeah uh, it's cool to get a fresh um, perspective and I guess before we sort of start wrapping it up, like mm. any final words you have for for the generation, but also our, our young men. Um, it's like yeah, it is. It's it's like true what they say. Like I didn't really get it when I was growing up that it's hard being a man, and now growing up, like feeling all the pressure, like. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. Like it is be hard being a man, and like growing up is is harder in itself. But then, like once you become a man, or you have this whole like you're almost your thirties. Like, fuck, what are you doing with your life? That buzz and that pressures on you, and then plus you're your dad. And I know there's just young dads out there. So um, keeping your head straight and just don't listen to the voices. Like, fuck, I've had heaps and demons tell me shit in my ears. Like, and even people. Um, if you can just focus on yourself and keep true to your heart and what's true to you, like your thing might not be brown pride or like a thing for everyone. You might your thing might be just your own little solo business or be a soul trader or something. But understand that our people didn't travel seas, our people didn't freaking lurk, move to New Zealand and buy houses just for us to be bums. Yeah, um yeah. that's what I hate, the whole mentality. Um, there's that story about the elephant being tied to a stump um, mm -hmm. yeah. and like a baby elephant when it's tied to a stump mm -hmm. um, it can't run away and regardless how old the elephant gets how big the elephant gets if that stump's still small the same stump mm -hmm. it thinks it can't get away um, that's sort of like the excuse that our people use is because oh, I'm brown I can't be great because I'm from Southside I'm from, from a broken home I can't do this can't do that um, and like I said earlier, that's full of shit, eh? That's That's the excuse that a lot of um, our generation is using. Um, and it's mm -hmm. overused now. It's time to just, um, I want to say man up. It's, it's not about being a man. It's just ownership. Like, be proud of. Yeah. Like, we have a culture. Like, us Balangi was there's culture. Jack shit. Like, <laughs> there's stories all over the show where we know where our people come from. We know what they did and things like that. So be like 
as Brown Pride says, be proud to be brown. There's no excuse in there. And if anything, that's a statement. Um, that's that's an honor to be brown. We got a whole culture and people make money off our culture and make movies about our culture. Do you see fucking stories or movies about Balangis? <laughs> it's rare, rare. It's always popping off when it's about islanders or some native um culture and that's something to be proud of. Um yeah, like I never wanna be any other colour besides brown. Yeah, yeah. Also thank you so much. Yeah. Kudos to you once again, also, and like um, Charles was saying, proud of you also. Come to you, the great work mm-hmm. you're doing. You and also, um, obviously, the the prestigious school. So, so, what's that? What's that? I think what's our oh, Bonham Sutterman. Yeah, nice. But also, hey, this is for you. Every guest that comes on on the show or on the podcast gets a gift, and we give, do a bit of a sketch and a caricature for them. And so, also, um, this is for you on behalf of the Mandate team. I don't love also. Thanks, this is for oh. you. I look skinny. Yeah. <laughs> nah, also, also, thank you so much. Well, thank you for your time. As well. Yeah, man. Hey, bitch. Someone's stalking me. <laughs> nah, man. Thank you. Nah, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, oh. cool. And all the best for the for the rest of the year. Yeah, man. And keep on, yeah, keep on keeping on. Fight the good fight. Oh, fight the year. Yes, the one. Fight the good fight, man. That's the one. And to the rest of our audience, um, yeah. Fight the good fight and remember to refine a luck and take, take charge. charge. Sure. Mandate.